You're listening to Podhaven. Shall we clap? Who wants to start? Josh, do you want to do it? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll do the thing. <laughs> right. We'd better open on that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we could, but we're out of fucking sync. You're out. Well, of I mean, sink. I can retroactively use the sync to get. We don't yeah, start yeah, being synchronised the after won't magically we do the sync with the rest of it. Yeah, no, I... Sorry, I forgot how, like, the laws of physics worked for a moment. This is definitely going before the episode starts. Oh, God! Cue yeah. the theme music! With me, your host, Elodie Cunningham, trying my best every day, day by day. Well, hey, I'm joined by Josh Rivers, George Johnson. I mean, you guys did it perfectly, but I didn't because I kind of went off on a tangent with that. That's okay, you're allowed to do that. You're the host of the podcast. So, so, oh, sorry, I was playing with a thing of deodorant and it fell over. Oh no, that's less that's less um less than ideal. All my fidget spinners are on the other end of the room, so I'm just playing with whatever I can get my hands on. Sorry, sorry. All of your fidget spinners. Oh, yeah, all, all two of them. Your what? Sorry. Oh. Can you tell us about your fidget spinners? Well, I've got I've got one that's blue and has like quite heavy metal in it. Oh nice. Um, so that's more of a heft to it, but it doesn't. A hefty it doesn't spinner. swing quite as spinner. nicely. I got that one from mm. the works. The works. Oh, uh, the other the one is light green, much lighter Ooh. and spins much better, but doesn't have that sort of doesn't have that real uh, nice weight to it. And um, that one was okay. given to me by someone who bought it as a joke at a street vendor. Oh. They bought it as a joke, and then they were like, "I don't actually want this. You can have it." And then I took it, and that was in my house. That's good. At least you got a free fidget spinner out of it. Yeah. Now, Elodie, I have a question for you. I... Can we call the episode uh, a hefty fidget spinner so that um, it gets all of those cheeky fidget spinner fanatic clicks? Yeah, probably. They'll want to know how hefty it was. <laughs> no, let's just call it I want to know how hefty it was. <laughs> <laughs> how about a hefty fidget spinner and then in parentheses, I want to know how hefty it was. I'm okay with this. It seems a little bit long for the name of a podcast. Uh, but have you seen some of the names I've given the podcast episodes? You raise a very good point. Shall we talk about video? Oh no, first of all, <laughs> no. I'm going to talk about our um, our SoundCloud. Oh no! Yes, our SoundCloud. Did you just scream oh no, Josh? I no, that was I me. screamed it, but... Okay. It sounded like Josh did it. Because it was oh. like a completely different cadence than usual. Wait, do you do you want me to scream "Oh no" so that you can like retroactively put it into the podcast to make it seem like you were right? Yeah, can you do that right now? No. <laughs> I was just curious if you wanted me to. I. Oh, okay. You okay, Josh? 
the seat suit on the phone. No. Um, <laughs> I think Josh might have died. <laughs> Tell us about the Josh, SoundCloud have you had a long day. Sorry, I beg your pardon? Tell us about the SoundCloud. <laughs> well, I was just going to... Yeah. First of all, I was going to say that um, the last two episode titles were The Proletariat Have Nothing to Lose But Their Bamzuki, which is quite long, and Cool Pokemon Scat Pile, and then in parentheses, Green Shite Fleshlight. So, the long titles... Aren't... We're such a I mean, professional that... podcast, aren't yeah. we? That's just... That's just... Like, there's precedent for it happening. It's not a comment on the advisability of the practice. Uh, well... Frankly. I'm just, I'm just looking through our stats at the moment. Um, our number one most listened to podcast on the Podhaven SoundCloud is the episode one of The Real Heroes, which has a hundred listens. And then it's I'm Griffiths from the Super Furry Animals, while Chindy Pop found the Super Furry Animals at 88. Yeah, I think a lot of people that listen to that probably don't actually know what the real heroes is. Yeah. I think they um, might have just hopped on because of the fact that it was tagged with loads of music-related stuff. Yeah, it's also... I think it has the potential to be a SoundCloud meme. Yeah. Uh, then the next is um, episode one of this podcast was 75. And the rest is just kind of a mix and match. Episode 6 of The Real Heroes has a lot, because um, Ken Prosolarum, who guessed it on that, has shown it to a load of people, and is the person who's played most on our SoundCloud at 45 lessons. Nice. And I think most of that's just showing to people. And the second is someone called Samuel Wright with 23. Oh. Then a cute Kathy Barrow at 18. Okay, now you've invested me. Martin Bryson at 17. No, 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 no. I, I love Martin, right? But we need to talk about this cute Kathy Barrow. How cute. And more to the point, how hefty. I, I, <laughs> I go on their, go on their page. They got no picture, no tracks. Um. Two followers, which just seem to be some people. They're following eight things. One, none of them are us, but they they are following the Jimquisition, uh, SoundCloud, and Night Vale, and Hunt the Truth, which was the Halo tie-in podcast that was actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, that's that's cute, Capybara. There's not much about them. They're a mystery. And then number five is Zoldera, which is another person we... I'm apparently number eight. Nice. <laughs> just, going, just going through this. So, uh, we... so yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful little dip into our statistics yeah. for anyone the who... Listens. 18th I'm sure the 18th most listening very was uh, the Crystal Clodcast, which is a um, a much more popular podcast than our one. Yes. Uh, top country is the United Kingdom, followed by the United States, followed by Germany, followed by Canada, followed by Ireland, followed by Japan. We have hello to our Japanese. We have listeners. more listeners in Japan than we do in Australia, according to this. Well, that's because Australia is like Mad Max, isn't it? 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And we have one single one from Slovakia at 35. Hey! We also have one from Venezuela at comma, Bolivarian Republic of. Cool. <laughs> I, I bet the listeners are enjoying this. Oh, yeah. This is quality content. Oh, we got, <laughs> Isn't it we got top cities here as well. Oh joy! Can you guess what our top? Elodie, can please, we talk about video Can you games guess now, what our top city is? Can we please talk about video games? If, this. This if is you, my favourite. If you guess what our top city is, you can talk about video games. Um, um, London. No, it's Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Followed by Bournemouth. Followed by Tacoma, Washington. Followed by Paul. Followed by Bremen, Germany. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the statistics. I've ripped up a bit of a receipt and folded it in at the shape of a scythe. <laughs> Is that to kill me with? So, George. So you're very welcome for that. George, do you want to talk about a video game now? Yes. Now that I've um, spent I five full minutes talking about statistics. Yes. I will talk about the video games now. I have some breaking news to bring to the Indie Haven podcast. Um, popular sex game produced... So again. That's I... not where you Pop... wanted to end that sentence. No, no it wasn't. <laughs> I said... Because it's a breaking okay. news. So, mm. so you so, did a Zelda um... theme? <laughs> what? Well... It's the um, Zelda chest it, opening theme, and this is kind yes, of opening a chest of We're internet indie game content. Of topical news. <laughs> I'm being the Josh the chest, of the podcast, George. Stop pulling me away from I really, the I'm being the Josh of the podcast. You, this is awful. Stay I'm in sorry. the fucking chest until we open it. All right, <laughs> all right, George. You can right. come out of the chest. We've now. opened the chest, George. Give us okay. the news. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so, uh, prolific academic and uh, sex games developer Robert Yang uh, has released a new video game today called The Tea Room. <gasps> has it what got it? things uh, that are stand-ins for penises in it? Yes, allow me to elaborate. Um, so, it's uh, it's actually really interesting. Um, it's got a really interesting background behind it. Um, it's inspired by um, the... Um, it's in, it's inspired by um, the um, the nineteen sixty two Mansfield Ohio cottaging scene. Um, for those listeners that don't know what cottaging is, it's when um, it's when men have um, sexual intercourse in public bathrooms. Okay, now I can um, finally understand that. Um, cards against you, I failed at that. That's okay. Cards you against may humanity. You may understand, but the rest of us never will. Um, You'll take it so to the grave. Yeah, um, so it's it's um, loosely based off of that um, because in 1962 in Mansfield, Ohio, uh, in a public bathroom that was often frequented by um, men looking for sex, um, police set up a hidden surveillance camera behind a two-way mirror and used the film as evidence to arrest people for sodomy. Well, that's mm. not which is that's not something I can really make jokes about. No, it's not very nice. No. It's not very nice. Um, but Robbie Ang's made a video game out about it. I think that's actually really fascinating. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually um, I'm I'm in discussions with uh, with Robert to get an interview sorted out with him, so that should be exciting. Um, and 
Um, the other big excited. So the the aim of the game is to um, is to engage in the sexy times with people in a public bathroom in o- in Mansfield, Ohio, in 1962, without getting caught by the police. Um, so it's um, he describes it as a game about anxiety, police surveillance, and sucking off another dude's gun. Uh, I'll explain that last point now. Um, because um, Robert Yang has uh, historically ran into complications with uh, Twitch for banning his games for um, having sexual elements, um, uh, he's decided to... Um, he's uh, swapped out any pesky penises, the, the direct quote, um, for the only thing um, that, according to, uh, according to Yang, the only thing that the game industry will never moderate or ban, guns... So instead of penises, Boom. all of the men you meet in in this uh, in this cottage in Ohio um, have guns in their pants. You know, and the the trailer's quite wonderful. Um, you um, part of the game mechanic is to is to kneel down and you see like a little first person flappy tongue um, wiggling on the big like machine guns. <laughs> it's quite it, it it's quite wonderful. Um, it's um, and it's currently free on itch.io. Um, it's uh, name your own price. Um, Robert has said that he uh, suggested suggests a um, a five dollar donation so that he can buy a beer. Um, and yeah, so if you want to go check that out, I'm certainly going to. Um, I've actually been keeping my eye on this for a while. I um had a chat with him a little while back about it and it's finally out so yeah if you're interested in learning more about the um the cottaging scene of 1962's manfield ohio and about the um the greater um the greater problem of uh, police persecuting um men having sex with men um then go play that video game okay so i have two points here okay the first one is that we should we should start like making a database of all of the things that Robert Yang has replaced penises with in games. We definitely because should. Because that's also that includes See if there's like, any kind of pattern. Car parts and Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, his April twenty fifteen game stick shift. And um Ice Lollies. Uh that's his uh, January twenty fifteen game succulent. The the other one had purposes in, I think. The one about consent yeah, no, and stuff. He's um to date he has made um over ten um sex games. Oh, has he? I only know about those ones. <laughs> yes. Um They 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 look really relatively they look really they they're really like prolifically well made games. Um Okay. Uh, I actually I think he's made nine. Uh eight. Sorry, eight. Uh, so he made um, Hurt Me Plenty, Succulent, Stick Shift, Rinse and Repeat, um, Radiator, Cobra Club, Radiator 2, and No Stars Only Constellations. And then the tea room is the is the ninth. Okay, so I've heard of um, six of those. Cool. I, I hadn't heard of Radiator or Radiator 2, I don't think. Well, maybe not. Um... By the looks, Radiator Two is a um... ah okay. Ra- uh, Radiator um, 
is um, like there are different iterations of Radiator that are effectively um, uh, they, they look like Source Engine mods, and Radiator Two is um, a, a a trio of uh, HD re-releases of some of his earlier games. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, uh, but the Tea Room is his first 2017 release, and it has been um, has been over six months since his last game, which was uh, September 2016. So this is exciting. Okay, so the second point I wanted to bring up is yes. All right. He's he's a game developer, right? Yes. And you know him and have talked to him, yeah? Yes. What are the chances of us getting him on board with um Bamzuki oh, remake? He turned into a robot and disappeared. Huh? Yeah, sorry, I cut out? Cut out okay, me. what are the chances of us getting him on board for the Bamzuki remake? Oh no, you cut out you cut out again. Oh, I heard Bamzuki. Yeah, what are the chances of getting him on board for the Bamzuki remake we wanna make? Do oh, Bamzukis you know have what? dicks? I'll have a, I'll have, I'll have a if talk so, with him. Because if so, pretty high. Okay. I'll have a talk with Robert Yang and see if we can if, get if he, to make... If he doesn't can, know what it is? We can make, if we can make a game about Zooks fucking and have there be like some actual profound point to it, that will be my life complete. You make your I mean, Zooks and then make them fuck. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like if any developer's going to um, make some really poignant point out of um, out of some some saucy sex game, uh, it is going to be Robert. Yeah, oh Robert. Yeah, he's really one of those people who I I look at everything that he's done and just the craft and obvious thought that's gone into it, and I just think to myself that is a lot of effort to put into something that ninety nine percent of people are just going to be like, ha dicks. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really respect it's Robert such Yang. What commitment! I know, you right? Know, like, just I, do, if one person gets it, I've got to assume that's the mindset. Just like, if one person gets it, this will have been worth it. I mean, as far as I can be tell, it's also such yeah. a shame, hasn't it? Like, just to see so many people just not cotton on to. All of these very interesting things you do, like it was the I same with the binding yeah, of Isaac he, when that came out. I think he possibly like, also yeah. does enjoy that people go, ha, ha, or he wouldn't make them so silly. I think it's like their yeah. silliness, and then they actually have a point, so they draw you in with the, ha ha, it's a purpose, and then you go, ah, when you yeah. get the point of it. And as I said, it was very much like the binding of Isaac. Like you know, there was actual serious stuff going on about like. Oh yeah, child no, abuse like the, the and organised religion and whatnot. In that and then game. I remember, it, like, when I was in secondary school, like everybody was playing it, and they were all just like, "There's poo in this game." Me too. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I yeah. realised something. The name <laughs> I came up with for the the Bamzuki remake to avoid just getting the BBC on our backs, Slam Dookie, works very well as a Bamzuki sex game name. It does. It's like it was destiny. Alright, so we gotta make this. Which I don't and believe in, but it's it's happened now. This is this is going on the I dunno. What's the next thing we're gonna talk about? <laughs> uh the next thing we're gonna talk about um if no one else has anything to say about Robert Yang's beautiful new game. Um it's got a purpose in it. Ha 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 ha.
Uh, it's not got a purpose in it. It's got gun. All right, it's not got a purpose in it. Ha 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 ha. There we go. Um, I will say as a final closing note, there's this wonderful screenshot on the um, on the itch.io page for the game of um, a, a toilet wall um, with uh, with glory holes drilled into it, and these um, these big veiny throbbing guns uh, hanging out of them. I think that's quite that's quite poetic. It's just the idea of a veiny throbbing gun is. Oh no! Yeah, they they have um they have they have like veiny throbbing textures as well. I'll um okay. I'll post a picture of it. You see, like the gun penis thing, like that's an old joke, but something about the fact that it's Robert Yang doing it just makes it okay with I... me. I think it, also it just the, makes it the, fresh again. The fact that they are literally flesh guns. I know it's brilliant, isn't it? It's floppy, how brilliant floppy is that? flesh Whoa. guns. I, I didn't know this detail. All <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm a bit confused about how all of these flesh guns are remaining floppy whilst also being through a glory hole. Practice makes perfect. Oh. Because uh, you um, think when you've yeah. gone into a glory hole, you're probably at the point where your your gun is no longer floppy. We don't know That's how long they've point. been there. I think it's just for um, aesthetically pleasing purposes. But maybe they've just been there for a really long time. Yeah. Maybe they have. I like the we, really. I, mean, if, I like the really thin one. That's good. Yeah, if we. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's good to get representation. Um, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like, like if we delve into this fictitious world, that um, I like to imagine they're not screenshots; they're photographs taken. And what if um, the the person taking the photograph has tried to get multiple takes of this particular shot, um, and it has taken so long to get the perfect picture that but it's, all of they've the, just all wilted the in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, all of the people's gun dicks have just gone completely flaccid. I'd have just left. <laughs> Yeah. It, to be honest, like, it's not my photo. It's not worth it. They're all kind of they're yeah. all kind of crowding into that cubicle next to it, aren't they? It's quite cosy, yeah. isn't it? Quite a cosy image. It's an intimate affair. It is. Um, shall we talk about the next thing on the docket? Sure. Yeah, cool. that was going to be the um, top selling indie games in the Steam sale. Yes, we're going to look at top selling yes. indie games in the Steam sale. Um, well, the first thing I want to say that, is yeah. that actually two of these games are on the front page of the full top sellers list, which is cool. That's really, really yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, um, oh no, three. Splendid. No, not three. Two. <laughs> <laughs> That's still pretty sweet. Sorry, I got confused. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Darkest Dungeon and Cluster Truck are both on the first page. Uh, the same um, Josh, I should imagine you have a lot of to lot to say about Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon, lovely game. Thank you. It just hit Thank me how incongruous, so <laughs> incongruous that was with what you said. No, it's a, it's a very good game, but like it's again one of those cases where I've kind of said everything I need to say about it. If people want to go onto the Indie Haven website and uh, track down the thing I wrote about how I basically cheat at Darkest Dungeon and then Do it. like created this really bizarre plot reason for why it was completely okay. <laughs> I guess. It, it's just interesting. It provoked a lot of thought uh, 
back when I was kind of playing it more actively. I still occasionally dip in. But yeah, if anyone hasn't played that by now, I'd definitely recommend they pick that up, because... To be honest, I, I mean, probably will. Like, yeah, it's going to be one of the at games... At full like price, that game's a steal. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard nothing, nothing but good things, and... Uh, reading your article um, only went to further that. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it was really, it was a really, really fantastic piece. It was, it was um, one of my favourite ones to write. Definitely. I should imagine it. It was one of my favourites to read. Um, cluster, cluster truck. Yeah, cluster truck. I unless you have you been? Say, sorry, Elodie. Cluster truck is a game. I've um, have either of you actually? experience anything to do with Cluster Truck before. I think um, I am fully aware of what Cluster Truck is and I'm going to be buying it. <laughs> is it that one where you're jumping along all of the trucks and you can't touch the floor? No. It's basically it's, it's that basically one. that bit in the Matrix 2. I feel but like exclusively that's what I described. Uh, no, it's Cluster Truck is um the one where you are a truck that is very fast and has a lot of obstacles. No, cl- Cluster Truck is the one where you're jumping on the trucks. I'm watching the trailer. Is it? Ah, knew it! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I was that, getting it I know, I know the one you mean, though. That That's one is the best a, um, one. That one's a Devolver game. You yeah. are the one who was wrong in this instance. It's no, I do, I do remember that Cluster Truck was this one. It's because I watched both of them on the same YouTube channel. Yeah, So I got fair. them mixed up. But yeah, I do know... That cluster truck is the one where you are jumping on a bunch of trucks that are just going. It looks just absolutely going. ridiculous in the most fun way. Yeah, it looks interesting. I kind of wonder how it is to control. Um, I've heard the controls are relatively tight, actually. Hmm. Well, you'd hope they would be for a game like that, for goodness sake. Yeah, and tiny builds tend to have a reputation of publishing some really good games. Okay. So... Um, yeah, I, I'm i very excited. I think I think we have a review code somewhere, if anyone wants to give uh-huh. that a shout. Oh, you wanted Let to play it, though. Work. You said you were going to buy it, so you should... Uh, well, that that's not... Yeah, I should do that. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, it's resolved. the truck. So um, the next... Oh, we don't. We don't have one of those. The next one... Oh, wait. Yes, we do! Okay, okay. fantastic. We're going to have to go through all of these and work out what we have at some point. <laughs> we do. Um, um, the next one is Seven Days to Die, which I have absolutely no experience with, but it does not look like something I'd be interested in at all. But you own no. it, according to this. Yes, I played Seven Days to Die a couple of years ago, and it was a bit toss, but I still liked it because it was... it. You know, you know when the game's a bit naff, but you still play it because your friends are playing it. Yeah, yeah. Seven Days to Die was one of those. Um, it mm. was um, when it it was it was early access when I played it, and it still is, as far as I can tell. It is. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yes, it's still early access. Um, apparently, it's um, it's seen some really great improvements recently. Um, I it, I've. Definitely fallen out of that genre of game though. Um, I have no I, interest I, in zombie related I never really, things. I never really got be. into it. Like, hey, yeah, the zombie thing. Like, I've just never found zombies interesting. But also, like, mm. uh, I just can't be doing with it. 
I feel like if you do zombies, you have to do zombies fresh, and it's difficult to do zombies yeah, fresh. Uh, which is why the, the only zombies I'm currently interested in are the Titans from Attack on Titan, which are basically just zombies, but they're big. And yeah. I appreciate um, that I've difference. Also, <laughs> I've also um, I've also been lining up The Last Station lately, which is kind of a zombie story, but it's very different. Um, have either of you seen that? No. Nope. Uh, I'll talk about it some other time because I'm going to be playing it relatively right. soon so maybe we can discuss it next week if I get around to it. The next one is Dead Cells which is on my wish list but George you're the only person here that's played it right? Yeah um, I played Dead Cells at um, EGX uh, 2016 last year um, it's it's kind of a roguelike kind of a metroidvania um, it feels like it feels really fun. Like the controls are incredibly tight, um, which is good for a an action platformer. Um, and from what I remember, the um, uh, or at the very least, the beginning of um, the demo that I played, uh, I don't actually, I can't quite recall whether it was a demo or the full game. I think it was probably a demo. Um, the opening feels like Metroid meets Dark Souls. Um, like the way the game plays, um, it's um, it's very heavily focused on um, like making sure. I, I was about to say it's very heavily focused on making sure you don't get killed, but that's a relatively generic thing to say. Um, it's um, sorry, my mind's gone a little bit blank. I think we're um, all having one of those days, to be honest. Yeah, it's be it has been one of those days. I'll try and um. Yeah, it's um, it's roguelite in 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 so far as it has um like plenty of uh, unique power ups to pick up and 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 weapons, uh, and they all feel very different and um really really fun. Every single like I only played the game for about twenty minutes, um, so I can't really um I can't really say anything for certain. But um, what I did play, it was very enjoyable. Um, and I'm probably going to check it out um, in full because what I did play, I I had a lot of fun with. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say more. Uh, I probably will. Uh, I'll probably write something about it. Uh, but yes, that's uh, Dead Cells. Um, from from the limited time I did have with it, EGX Res. Uh, no, just just EGX. Um, I can definitely see why that's like number four on the top sellers for indie games. Hey, do you want to know what number five is? What is number five? It's the game that literally everyone but you that I know has played at least once. Stardew Valley. <laughs> Which I've not yep. played at all either. Yeah, uh, I think I think like I'm one of like five people that I know that hasn't played Stardew Valley yet. Josh, have you played Stardew Valley? I have not. It's a bit like Harvest Moon, isn't it? That's it's, what I've um, been told. <laughs> see, I've been told it's a bit like Harvest Moon, but um, apparently you you reach a point in the game and shit starts getting real. Oh. Apparently, it's quite it's quite a deep and interesting game, and the plot's quite. Um, apparently, the plot's really really good. Um, like it deals with um, like deforestation and um, and like um, corporations um, gentrifying um, small villages. Like it has a lot of issues that it talks about. 
so I definitely need to check it out at some point because it seems like a really really fantastic little little game. Uh, I think uh, I think Josh wrote something about um, wrote something about it on the New Haven when he was still here. I mean, the, yeah. the other Josh, Josh yeah. listeners. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, that's yeah, a jo- bit uh, of a Josh. confusing thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Prior Josh. Pri- previous uh, previous editor in chief of Indie Haven, Josh Hink. There we go. That's more comprehensive. Yeah, yes. And it also distinguishes him from our, our Josh. Our Josh. The Josh we own and keep in a box. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Uh, it may not have been Josh that was hanging. <laughs> oh, so now, as it turns out, it may have been completely irrelevant. I, I, I am, I'm almost certain he has written something. Um, uh, while you're looking at that, do you yes. want me to list off like the rest of the front page without like going into them? Might as well. And yeah, if there's ahead. any, if there's anything you particularly are interested in talking about, just say. Uh, okay. Move or die, which I've never heard of. Rust, which mm. everyone has heard of. Golf <laughs> with your friends. Uh, Shelf shot live. Like golf. I've never heard of that. Darkest Dungeon, The Crimson Court, which is the DLC for Darkest Dungeon. Kerbal oh, Space DLC Program. for that? Yeah, Crimson Court. New DLC. It's six ninety nine. It's not on the hmm. sale, but it's still selling pretty well. Still uh, worth checking out. Kerbal Space Program, which is really expensive for something that's been being made for 50 years now. Um, Rimworld, Indeed. which is selling a lot, even though it's not on sale. The Forest, which I don't know why it's selling so much. Colony Survival. The Forest. Where did I? Where have I heard that name? Oh, it's it's the survival horror one. <laughs> oh no, I think I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, fair enough. Colony Survival. I've never heard of, but it's expensive and not on the sale. Uh, Cold Waters is even more expensive and not on the sale. Uh, Insurgency. Ori in the Blind Forest, Definitive Edition, which I do want to play at, something, at some point because it is gorgeous looking. Yeah, same. Uh, Prison Architect, I've never played it, but I've heard good things. I, I played it for an hour at an event once. Aye. Um, I, it felt like five minutes. Oh, nice. I, I feel like it's important to stress that game will will eat up your time. Passport 2, um, The Starving Artist, which I've only ever watched obligatory mention Jim Sterling play. <laughs> yes, I definitely need that game though. It looks really entertaining. You can draw a peppers in it. You can draw a peppers in it, and then you can sell that peppers for for mega money. Yeah, uh, banished, which I like, which I've never heard of. But it's got pictures of houses, so I imagine it's something to do with houses. Cool. Uh, the Jackbox Party trilogy, because oh, that's always yeah, a good one to get if you have friends. Jackbox is wonderful. Uh, it is. It's. Splendid. Firewatch, which I still haven't played. I still need oh, to play boy. Firewatch. Tabletop Simulator, which is the one where you can just you just make a virtual Simulator tabletop. tabletop. Yeah, thought so. You, you can, can just, just completely put, completely mess you it up. You can just put a bunch of guys on it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, quick, uh, quickly before you carry yeah, on. There's only two um, more after this. With... The okay. Go ahead. Uh, Plague Inc. Evolved. And Hollow Knight, which looks really interesting if you've not heard of it. Yes. It's another really pretty game that I want to play because of how pretty it is. Yeah, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, 
bringing it back to Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. uh, if you go onto Windy Haven and go to the search bar and type in Stardew Valley, you can uh, you can read um, jo- uh, former editor in chief Josh Hink's um, Stardew Valley journal. Um, he wrote a few um, he wrote a few posts on the site, um, basically detailing his uh, experience with uh, Stardew Valley, and they're really really lovely pieces. Huh. Um, so definitely go check mm-hmm. those out. So I'm just um, I'm just looking at the next page because I thought I might as well. And uh, mm-hmm. there is only one thing on the next page which has a um, a down thumb, a oh. mostly negative response. And can you guess what it is? Something that's sold a bunch but has a mostly negative response. That's indie and in the sale. Is it? Is it Rust? No, Rust was actually one oh. one of the highest. Oh, for, yes. Rust of was one of sorry. the highest um, and has very I, positive reviews. This is yeah. No, I, I, I. Sorry, I must have gotten confused. I've seen. Um, apparently, that game's been getting a lot of refunds. Um, lately. Uh, no, it's not that. Do you okay. want me to tell what you? What is it? No man's sky. Oh no! <laughs> the regular price is still forty quid for it. That Jesus Christ! I'd like to take this opportunity now that No Man's Sky has been finally mentioned on this <laughs> podcast. Um, oh joy! Um, to um, sincerely apologise to you all um, because I. Um, I wrote a uh, I wrote a piece. Uh, my, I think it was my second other piece on Indie Haven last year, um, and I talked about No Man's Sky, and I um, my um, my perspective on it was uh, it was at the time that the price tag had um, been revealed, uh, and loads of people were angry angry because an indie ha- an indie game Thank was going you. up for full retail an indie game was going up for full retail price, and loads of people were upset about it, uh, and I wrote a piece saying. Look, the, the the price isn't the problem. It, we don't know much about it yet, and that's more concerning. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, if it well, was... you you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't see how you can be blamed. I mean, you um, were I... basically right. We didn't know anything about it, so we shouldn't have been complaining about the price then. But the fact that it's thirty nine ninety nine at its full price on Steam now is a problem. And I oh, mean, to be honest, like, yeah. it's diff- it was kind of like difficult to, for me um, to consider it an indie game. Like, didn't it have like Sony's full backing, more or less? Yeah, Sony, it have Sony, Sony gave backing. it money, so it but it was still in-house so... developed by an indie studio. So true, but yes. like, I feel like that's kind of, to some extent, elevates it to the degree where like a forty-dollar price tag isn't that surprising. Oh, no. It's not surprising, uh, but it still should have gone down in price at some point. It's fifteen ninety nine in the Steam sale, which is incredible because I've seen it for less than that in um, CEX on PS4 and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky. I one time I saw the uh, that special edition with the tin rocket and stuff in there for ridiculously cheap. Uh. Yeah, um, that's the only thing with a down, um, a, a bad time. And then there's one other thing that's a mixed review, and that's Daisy, which again I have no interest in as a zombie survival game. Yeah. 
survival stuff in general. I mean, I know I've basically already said this. I've never really seen the appeal. There's only one that is certainly not how most of them are done. Like, There's only I one that I've ever gotten like slightly interested in, and oh, yeah. um, that was uh, Don't Starve, which I played relentlessly for a minute and then stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I just think because it's actually visually interesting, unlike every single other survival game ever. Visuals can sell a lot. Yeah. It's pretty much like the visual style alone that sold me on Fury. Yeah. Uh, like, pretty much kept me going through the entire thing, because it's certainly nothing the game was fucking doing. But, yeah, I think with survival games, it's more just sort of, like, the constant grinding for resources like, yeah. ju- just to just to continue to exist oh god that in was wor- the... in a world where there's often no apparent reason to continue to exist that was the biggest disappointment about um oh i can't remember the name of the game now we happy few we happy few. That was going to be the greatest thing, and then uh, it ended up being a survival game. I was, yeah. I was really interested in that game until I heard more about it. Uh, most of the things on page three it's is... Such, it's, again, Sorry. the visual style of it just had me completely enraptured, and like it's a really interesting concept that, unfortunately, they turned into a survival game. Yeah. Much like other survival games. Uh, pretty much everything on page three is stuff I'd expect, except YouTuber's Life. Oh, no. YouTuber's Life is one of the, um... In the top three pages of sellers in this on the scene in indie games at the moment. Is it as skin-crawly as it sounds? Oh, yeah. It is. I remember watching Jim playing it. Obligatory. Well, okay, hang on, you're, you're you're eating into next week's obligatory re- references now. I mean, it's it's um, it's doing better than Icy, which is a really good looking game, which I want. I haven't played yet. It's doing better than Papers, Please. I think that's a crying shame. Papers, Please is a very good game. And The Witness, and Broforce, and FTL Faster Than Light, and The Binding <laughs> of Isaac. Fucking hell. Fucking bro force. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're out of touch? Because I feel like I'm out of YouTube touch. YouTuber's right life. Oh, constantly. But it's never YouTuber's really bothered, life is doing better than the binding of Isaac Rebirth. It's got the yeah. word YouTube in it. Of course I mean, it is. To, I mean, credit to Binding of Isaac, though. I think everybody already owns that game twice already. <laughs> oh, at least. Yeah. Um, is that is that like the the gist of of the the top indie games coming out this? Yeah, this the only other thing is that um, doing well in the sale. There's this game on here called Speedrunners, which in itself doesn't interest me much. But the fact that the banner picture for it looks like it's whole cloth um, stealing art from Crash Bandicoot. I've oh. just linked it. Hang on. I've, um, I must not be as familiar with Crash Bandicoot as I thought I was, because I could Well, I mean... Uh, I think I might I mean, know... I can think of one possible example. 
Well, I don't mean the Let whole me thing. Look at this visual image on this audio podcast. <laughs> I just meant that the, the the character in the middle there looks almost exactly like Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that I was um, particularly I mean... drawn to it by was the fact that it just looked like Aku Aku. Speed I mean, there's only so many though, by images by the in the it? world. Some of them are going to yeah, look no, similar. Yeah, I've I'm just, really I'm just kind of entranced by going through all this. The Talos principle is hell on a fair amount, apparently. I feel like if we don't pull you out of this now, you're going to be stuck forever. Oh god, it's turning into the um, looking at the stats thing. Yeah, um, I think we can move okay, on to the next Okay, sorry, there is one last oh thing god, I want to mention. I just looked at the gun okay. pictures. The, the last thing I want to mention is that for some reason, Warhammer N times Vermintide is on this list of indie games. It shouldn't. Be. It shouldn't be no, because it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it's 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 about the best army in Warhammer, but it is. It really is the rat. The, those ratty. Oh, boys. I have the. Um, I have the ratty like... boys. Is that their actual name? I don't follow Warhammer. Oh, it's it's the uh, Skaven. No. They're they're just rat men, but they're great and I love them. Uh. Well, they're basically steampunk. Um, they're basically um, like diseased steampunk rats. Yeah, basically, they're great. I used to have the um, the army splendid. book for them, which was ridiculous with all of its descriptions of all of these anthropomorphic stinky rat men and all their exploits. But I have not been able to find it for a while, which is sad because I'd like to read about stinky rat men. That's a shame. I made my own. Um, there's a, a thing that was in the rule books for it for ages, which was like this um, giant uh, bioengineered rat horror monster. I made my own version of it, and then the next week they announced a official one, and my one looked like trash compared to it, and I got sad. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I just made it out of like spare parts and stuff, so... When you try your best and then someone one-ups you with a different rat-based abomination. <laughs> so, Josh. Yes? Something came out on mobile. Oh my god, what was it? Um, I th- Should I th- we be I, concerned? I think if, if you have a look at the docket, I think you'll find out. I'm going to have a look at the docket, even though I already know what it is, because I was there when we wrote the docket. No, but I'm going to commit. The thing about this is that I was the one who brought it up, but since I've never actually gotten around to playing Skullgirls, I can't really talk Scrolling about it up. much. I've just kind I can't of... acknowledge that it's Skullgirls until I've read it on the docket. Okay. Don't. People are going to find it incongruous. Alright, so... mess up the timeline. I'm not going to edit that out, though. Scroll up. Oh, no. I'll, ju- I'll just beep it. I will bleep it so that there is no mention of Skullgirls... Until you say it from reading it on the doing it again. No, I'm still beeping it. They're hearing Scroll beeps up. right now. So, Josh, what came out on mobile today? Hang Not on. today. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago. A couple of days I'll, ago. I'll check, up. actually. Josh, are you sure you haven't found it yet? Because it's literally you... on the screen. I can do it fast or I can do it right. <laughs> 
Elodie. <laughs> Scroll up. Oh, it's Skullgirls. <laughs> right, so Skullgirls is out on mobile, is it? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm just gonna... Lovely stuff. I'm just finding it. Uh, I've heard lots of good things, and I like I like fighting games as much as I'm toss at them. It's a, it's a very interesting game. I've kind of been into fighting games from quite a young age. I think like one of the first games I owned was like Soul Calibur or something on the Dreamcast. Nice. And then I kind of got into Tekken, which was like that. That's more of a game where you can pretty much just press buttons and win. I mean, that's what you do anyway, but like... So this, this one you can kind of do it without really knowing what you're doing so much, whereas uh, Skullgirls, I always got the impression that there was a little more thought into it than that, because everybody kind of had their own... Uh, it's one of the. It was. I recall it being one of those games where like everybody kind of has like a bit of their own gimmick, which you kind of need to know how to use in order to really make any decent use of that character. Mm. Un unlike Tekken, where pretty much everybody is just a dude who can punch. Uh, I'd say that's similar to um, my main thing that uh, main fighting game that I played, which is um, the Persona. Fighting games, which are... oh arena, yeah. I think I played one of those for like five minutes and then just forgot. Oh, I, had I it. played through the whole story mode of <laughs> both of them. Um, but yeah, the they're games where you can just kind of you can do it without any skill, or you can learn to do it with a lot of skill. Hmm. Uh, and they are both equally. Like viable approaches. Yeah. Um. Apparently, I was actually um slightly off. I only heard about I only heard about it being released this week. Apparently, it came out um about a month ago. But I'd not heard about it, and I heard someone say, "Oh, it's just been released a couple of days ago." So I assumed that that was correct. But it's actually a month old. Skullgirls Mobile. Huh. Oh. Oh well. <laughs> well, we know about it now, and that's the important thing. Yeah, I have it on my Indeed. phone, and I will play it at some point. It's been released by Line, actually. Do you know about Line? Uh, no. Uh, they're, um... Basically a Japanese instant messaging app. Um, that... Oh, pardon? Japanese instant messaging app. Like, I am... Is and they've released Skullgirls on mobile. Yeah, uh, they did that at first, and then since then, they released Line Play, which is basically a glorified dress-up game with um, like massive multiplayer online elements, which is something. Um, and they actually released the Disney Sumsum game on mobile, oh, and that. also the Skullgirls game. Which does have I mean, uh, they, in app purchases. Nailing their target audience. Yes. It's a little scatter shot. It, it has in app purchases, by the way. What does? Microtransactions. Um, Skullgirls on mobile, but it's free. Ah. Uh, 
That may be down to the oh. fact that um, Skullgirls has some DLC um, for like new characters and everything. Well, considering it says... Um, I remembered that. That was one of the cases of a fighting game having like DLC characters that I was sort of less pissed off about. Because there was a period, yeah. like as each one was being released, where you could get them... For free, they did that with um. Indeed, they did that with uh, Persona Four Arena as well. All yeah. of the DLC characters I'm... were free when they came out, and then stopped being free. Yeah, I feel like especially with um um the, uh, with Skullgirls in that regard, um because they're uh, because they're a small indie studio. Um, yeah, I feel I, like they can they, sort of I, justify re- it more. Yeah. They release blog posts um, showing how much work it takes to make a character. Uh, I think they did it with one of um, with one of their first DLC characters because people were um, concerned about it. Um, and I I think they're fully justified in selling in selling new characters as DLC in that regard because it takes a lot of work. Yeah, I, I think for the the number of staff they have. I think that's well, for me, fine, it's always. But I do think this is microtransactions because it says. In-app purchases between four ninety nine and eighty four ninety nine, and when oh, it's like that, now you see that I kind of that have to question. Yeah, that just sounds like um, that just sounds like microtransactions. Yeah. And frankly, well, like knowing more, yeah. that there I'll were no microtransactions to, go into to it. begin with, I have to go into it and see if that um, they impact it or if they're pushing them hard. Yeah. That's something we can maybe talk about next week. That'd be really yeah. cool. I, I will do my research on that ready. Awesome, I look forward to it. Uh, so, we've been going for a while now. Um, we have been yeah. going for a while now. Yeah, we, we should probably uh, speed things up a bit. Because, yeah. Um, so, I'm first of all, there's going to be a promo here, it's probably going to be for the real heroes again for the millionth time, because I still haven't been given any of the other promos I need. <laughs> we'll get it all We'll get it all We later. will do everything, but for now, you're going to listen to me and George again. <laughs> be a nice change of pace, won't it? Have you ever found yourself playing a video game and wondering why the best characters are all tucked away in the background, far behind all the boring soldiers, lifeless swordsmen, and generic space marines? So have we. We here at the Real Heroes Podcast bring in the best guests on the net to help us shine a light on the forgotten heroes of gaming once and for all. So if you've ever wanted to hear Laura Kate aggressively defend the rights of a fictional jellyfish alien, or Jed Whittaker discuss how Zelda is really the story of a kink-facilitating pickle man, join us on the Real Heroes Podcast right here on Podhaven. Hi, we're back. Imagine that. You just left me and George and you're back with me and George. It's amazing how that works. Yeah, isn't it? Josh, Josh is here too now, though. To Josh left. Yeah, that small that, that's the key time. difference that you'll note. I was not there. The only really funny thing here would be if um, I'd actually, I'd actually given in the next two days or so, one of the other ones, <laughs> and <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. And everybody would just be wondering, what the fuck? Yeah. But until then, we're going to operate under the pretense that you just heard me and Elodie talking about uh, real Which heroes. Which doesn't come out in 50 years, podcast. but hopefully with we'll me, come out again soon. With, yeah, with me, Elodie, and Josh's deep thoughts, Josh's deep thoughts, <laughs> Josh's deep thoughts.
Not sure what just happened there, but I guess it's my turn. Yes. So then, are we all ready and sat round the campfire for a yep, fucking bit of toast or whatever so people excited. do when they're camping? I don't know why I, I landed on campfire for whatever the fuck this intro was, but it's because time for Josh's for deep story. thoughts. My butt hurts on this log that I'm sat on. Oh, fucking trees. Anyway, um, okay, so we're all ready, is the point, to hear hear my tale of woe. Yeah, uh, I'm mostly ready, apart from the fact that I just kind of reacquainted my vision with the picture of the veiny flesh guns that is still on my screen from earlier. Honestly, I had imagined weirder. Like I, w- I was imagining it would look weirder before I saw the picture. But yeah. then I often do. <laughs> Alright, so what you so then, <laughs> Wentworth Miller's windowsill clan battles. He's back. He's back. Oh, for, shit. For, One of the, the biggest... Sake, he's come back. The biggest name, the literal <laughs> biggest name in acting. Wentworth Miller. One of the biggest names in our Resident Pantheon Evil of film for a bit, and and was Captain Cold on the Flash, <laughs> um, and always will be in my heart of hearts. He's started doing this thing, right? Right. I will be going around in my house, right? Do 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 do, making a cup of tea. I don't drink tea. Making. A cup of beverage. International listeners, uh, if the government of England heard Josh say that he doesn't like tea, they would actually hang him. I, because I, do, I do risk execution. That's what happens in England, where we live. <laughs> Especially after Brexit. so patronising yeah. just then. That's what happens in England, where we live. <laughs> so, so what's he doing in your house? Well, he's not doing it in my house. That's the thing. Okay. So, like, it's not trespassing. What's the thing doing it in your house? God only knows. That's a different story <laughs> that I decided not to bring up on That's this podcast. That's for next week. Um, but yeah, I will. I will be, just be doing my thing. Walking around, having a biscuit, sitting down, screaming, whatever. And then I will look, just look out the window and just be met with the shit-eating grin of Wentworth Miller. And he's, he's got this... He's got this, like, little arena that he's made out of, like... They look like lollipop sticks. Well, not lolly, right. but like ice lolly. That's kind of a stick. Piece yeah. of engineering to make an arena out of those. Is it? Is it? Um, is oh, it I a mean, it, it's sticks? a it's a child's it primary sticks? school project. Uh, George, did, did you just say calippo sticks? I meant to say stilero <laughs> sticks. They both sound very good. Calippos have no sticks. Right. That's the whole point I, of calippos. I feel like we're committing a cardinal sin. Oh, I'm furious right now. My rage burns cold for you right now, George. George Johnson of Indie Haven, editor-in-chief of the site. Yes. You have grievously, in your arrogance, misrepresented the Calipo. 
the noble legacy of the Calipo. It sounds like we're talking about some fucking Roman emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Glorious Emperor Calipo. Well, would it be so wrong if we were? I don't think it would be. The Calipo is the Roman emperor of Iceland. The Calipo, when you say it like that, it does sound like a title. It does. It does. It sounds like somebody who works at Vatican. <laughs> the Calipo. <laughs> you know what? Now that you've said that, I can kind I can kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. Ring ring. Bright orange robe. <laughs> ring ring. Oh, no, he's on oh the my phone. god. Ring ring. <laughs> he's on the ring phone. ring. Who's this? Pick up the phone, George. Ring Pick ring. Up the phone. Click. Hello. Hello. It's me from the Vatican, the Calippo. David Kent? <laughs> I work here and I'm a secret man. The s- secret I'm the man. secret Calippo of the Vatican. How did you find out about me in your podcast? I'll You're be honest, we basically guessed. Yes, I'm the secret yeah, Calippo guessed. of the Vatican. I'm see, literally in like charge it. of the whole New World Order plans and everything. Oh. Now, see, Mr. Calippo, yes. we didn't actually know that you existed. Um, so you, yeah, and, we were guessing. We had no proof. Thought, Wait. Yeah, people probably would have thought it was a joke. Wait, so, um, so... Have I just announced myself to the world as the secret Calippo of the Vatican in charge of the New World Order? Well, you've announced yes. yourself to the, like, the five people who are going to hear this. Yeah. Fuck. Click. Well, let him have a think about that. that was How did David Cage yeah. become the Calipo of the Vatican? <laughs> yeah. Huh? That, there's a perfectly ordinary English sentence. Can you say that again? <laughs> the Cali- David Cage? <laughs> no, that it wasn't was cl- David Cage. It was clearly David Cage's voice. No, it wasn't. All right. Ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring. Oh, God. Ring, ring. George, George pick it up. Ring, I need ring. to get on with my story. We, we are over an hour. Ring, ring. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm just gonna put the phone down. I'm just gonna cut the cut the line. Uh, yeah, hang on. There we go. There we I'll go. Cut the phone line. All right, is that a knocking at your phones. window, George? No, it isn't. No, no, it's not. Uh, hang on, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close my blinds. I can see you there, and Devacage. I have a different voice from the man, the Calipo oh, of the Vatican, and the Cage. Hang on, I've got a can of hairspray. I've just um. I'm definitely. <coughs> oh no, I'm falling no. off the roof. No, David. Okay, we've dealt with that situation. Right. <laughs> so, do you want to continue the story, Josh? I do kind of want to continue the story, Josh, and so I will. Uh, so yeah, he's created this child's primary school project. I was going to say matchstick, but it's not matchsticks. It's ice lolly sticks. I, I was going to call them popsicles, but then the British government definitely would have executed me. Yeah, you're already on the yeah. watch list. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, little arena. Uh, with like little little posts in each corner and little sort of rubber bands connecting all the posts to like sort of be the ropes it it's to be honest conceptually it's adorable and then in either side 
he's he's put well a clam. As you think, to be honest, I think they're oysters. Oh. I don't know if there's a technical difference. Yeah, there is. I mean, if if you think they're oysters, they're probably oysters because you'd know if they weren't oysters. <laughs> what would they tell yep. me, or would, is that something no, I would just, just know? You can tell when something's not an oyster. Look at your hand right while now. That is, while that is true are you of looking at your hand? of things. Josh, are you looking at your hand? I, mean, I can't tell. This could be an oyster for all I know. Okay, you're broken. <laughs> God. Carry oh, on. Dear Lord. Uh, so, yeah. Um, is that it? Does he just have them? I'm obviously they're not doing anything in the arena. Well, no, I mean, they're just sat there completely motionless. Uh, he's not looking at them, he's looking at me. The whole time with his shit. Is, is it just grin. like how when a child, like, holds out their badge drawing they've done to you? Well, no, because... I, I mean, it could be. I could just be misinterpreting the look, but... Like, that that's definitely his Captain Cold Shit-Eating Grin. Like he like he's just done something to piss you off deliberately, and he knows he knows what he's done. So he and thinks he, he's looking that... at me while he does. I don't know if he just thinks that like clam battling or oyster battling in this case is some sort of a front. Maybe he knows I know they're not clams. <laughs> maybe that's the case. Maybe that's what. Maybe that. Maybe he's doing that to annoy me. I mean, to be honest, I think he's kind of overestimated how much it would annoy me. Because, I mean, like, I've pointed it out, but I I don't really feel like I did it terribly emotively. I've, I've not had... I certainly don't feel I've had any particularly strong reactions to it. I imagine he's, he's just kind of, um... He's kind of latched onto that concept of annoying you with that. I mean, maybe he's hoping it'll get more annoying as I get more and more bored of it. <laughs> Like maybe the idea is like I just like get annoyed about how ineffectual he's being, and then he like turns it round is like ha bam. Now you you thought I wasn't being effective, but in reality you were more pissed off than you would have been had I annoyed you more with oysters. Um, which was incidentally his catchphrase <laughs> on, uh, on the Flash. <laughs> I have one one that question before we close out this segment of the show. Please fire away. Has he ever met that? <coughs> has he ever met that other bloke? Ah, uh, you're gonna have to be more specific. There's a few blokes. No, I mean the at the, least five. The particular one whose name I now can't remember, even though I started talking about them. The one who does the TV program about throw-in dinner. Oh, Chad Whimsy. Yeah. No, actually. Chad Whimsy despises Wentworth Miller on a molecular level. What would happen if they were put in the same room? Massive fight. Probably quite one-sided. Chad Whimsy's a very angry man. You should set up a camera and do that for next week. Come to think of it, I've never seen them in the same place. Maybe there's some sort of, like, Tyler Durden thing going on. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, oh my god... (laughs) Rather than it just being the the same bloke to everyone looking, he literally physically transforms. Yeah, he's like Are the anti Chad Whimsy is is a um is a, is 
a physical manifestation of fragile masculinity. I'm not saying it's definitely true. I'm just saying if it was, I wouldn't be entirely surprised. Mm. Oh, God, that means I've accidentally gone into business with Wentworth Miller. (laughs) Maybe that's what he's giving me the shit-eating grin about, and the whole oyster battle thing is completely irrelevant. That's just entirely tangential. That's just something else he's got going on at the moment, and it happens to be Maybe that's for someone else. Maybe he just brought it with him. Was he on his way to something else and just decided to stop and stare creepily through my window? Is it an invasion of privacy? Who knows? Maybe we'll find out next week on... Wait, why will we find out next week? What's he going to do? I don't know. Is this this liable to escalate? Well, I feel like you know something I don't. There was a reason why George said... I don't know anything, but I might know more next time on... Josh's deep thoughts. Oh, you fucking asshole! I'm gonna fucking cut you. Oh, so that's the jingle. I have an option for us here. An auction. An option. Oh, okay. The first one is. That's interesting. uh, We continue and do the indie game recommendation section. The second one is we just stop because we've been going on for far too long and we kind of did a lot of recommending indie games earlier. That's a very good point. Uh, we could... I think maybe we end on an indie game recommendation. Mm. Okay, is there something... Just because I don't, I don't know what the fuck kind of ending that just was <laughs> that we had otherwise. Well, maybe we should talk about the fact that I never actually managed to finish putting together the... um thing that I kept talking about last time, which was the um, the curator for the podcast on Steam, but I have set up a Steam group and it's ready to turn into a curator, but I just gotta get people to write about why they liked them, the games that they liked, Mm. Um, but you can... You can actually go... Them games that they like, what not? (laughs) I'm sorry, that had no value. Please continue. (laughs) You can go to it and um, and join the group for now. That's fine. It's called The Indie Haven Podcast. Is its Steam group name. Uh, And it's at steamcommunity.com slash group slash ihpod. So go and join that. Go and join that. And soon... As soon as I manage to make these these fine folks some administrators so that we can get this done, you'll be able to use it to find some indie games to play, and so that can be your indie game recommendations for this play, week. Play your indie games. There we go. Yeah, we did it. We did. Lovely jubbly. Do people still use Steam Curator? Yeah. I, mean, I imagine there's got to be some hangers on. But... Jim uses that obligatory mention number three. You know, like, no, like I mean, to uses it to actually find games. Oh, I do. I use um. There's a couple that I use. I'm gonna find the ones that I use because they're good. Uh, so, Mike, the current uh, curator I follow, there's five of them, and only mm-hmm. five. Um, it's just showing me my recent ones. I just wanted a list so that I could read them out quickly. Uh, there's Hella Yuri, which is any game that features um, lesbian romance in it. 
J Indie Arcade, which is Japanese indie games. Uh, Jim Sterling. Um, isn't You've mentioned all, him isn't four times now, Elodie. Huh? You've mentioned him four... We can't talk about him for a month now. <laughs> what was the thing that George yeah. said? God damn you. Um, isn't there a, a Steam creator, curator that um, that tries to find games where you can have a waifu? Probably. Like, the games with good waifus. Probably there is. I don't follow I mean, isn't it, isn't that though. like every game? The internet's quite potent. Um... The other, the other two are um, anime backgrounds, which is just—it's not actually got anything to do with backgrounds. It's just they post anime games and ones that are good. <laughs> so, and the other one is mm. feminist frequency. Just because I, I like to follow anything that is related to them because it pisses people off. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Those are. The curators I follow, and I actually do actively use most of those. That's how I found. Oh, um, there we go. That's how I found um, Kindred Spirits on the Roof, which I talked about before. It was through Hellyuri. If anyone listening uses Steam curators, let us know. Yeah, put a comment. It'll be like our I'm, first I'm one. Gen- I'm genuinely oh. curious to see if like that's just a thing because like sometimes these things that you hear have sort of fallen out of favour with people. Yeah, it's yeah. still got a considerable user base that it just doesn't get talked about. I imagine that would be the case with Steam curators. I just don't think people. Would... There's not much to talk about, really, is there? I suppose not. No. Um... Yeah. I have found that um, that Steam curator I mentioned. Okay, well they cool because I do actually want to follow them because I do like a good waifu. Um, they're waifu hunter. Okay. Uh, the description is: I will tell you if a video game has attractive anime ladies in it. Um, for instance, Near Automata is recommended. Um, come for the Android, but stay because nobody's allowed to leave uh, Yoko Taro's wild ride once they get on board. Good. I am now. And still uh, not gotten here, Automata. I probably should. I really like the first near. I. It's expensive. Is the only reason I haven't yet. Oh yeah, I'm poor, and that's why. But also, it's a shame. Indeed. 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 Aha. <laughs> that's fun. Play on the words, as they call it, the kids these days in in their trousers and their. Baseball caps <laughs> and nothing else. Nice. Uh, That's the thing, right? Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to <laughs> mention um, is just a follow up to uh, another thing is that um, I've just got the sequel manga to um, Kindred Spirits on the Roof that was released because it got popular enough that they ended up getting a manga published. Oh, nice. And it's good. It's gay, also. Awesome. Which is appreciated. Do you want to tell people where to find you on the internet? I'm so tired. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's us ending the show, then. <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> Alright, you can find me on Twitter, at Jam Tyrant. Sometimes. It, it, it'd, it'd be nice. I really should kind of make more of an effort to go on Twitter, but it's just so depressing. You can find me on YouTube. Uh, just look for The Abominable Showman. There's videos 
about the videoed games if you want. And you can find me on Indie Haven, where pretty soon I will be putting up uh, what I hope will be a rather interesting, if a little belated, retrospective on uh, the Devolver E3 conference, and if it's a sign that maybe E3 itself has sort of hit bend or break with regards to public perception. I really look mm-hmm. forward to seeing that. Now I'm looking forward to getting it out into the world. Awesome. I just dabbed because I'm so excited and I still dab now. <laughs> still, I dab. Um, I dab Some say fjords. you're dabbing still to this day. George. Can you either confirm yes. or deny? <laughs> George, do you want to tell people, please? Please. Yeah, go on then. Um, if you like communism in your video games, um, you should go to jaffermeister.com, where I violently mash communism into video games and talk about how it makes sense, both in the written and visual medium. Um, if you don't know how Jaffermeister is spelled, it's J-A-F-F-A-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. That's also how it's spelled on Twitter, at Jaffermeister, where you can see me talking about video games and um, swearing at Tories. Um... And you can go to youtube.com forward slash Jaffermeister if you want to directly access my video content. Uh, I most recently put up um, the first episode of one of my little series called Your Favours Communistic, where I um, I tried to convince um, Laura Kate Dale that um, her favourite video game character, Jade from Beyond Good and Evil, is actually a communist. Uh, if you want to find out if I'm successful or not, go check that out. Um, and... Yeah, I'm the editor-in-chief of Indie Haven. There's not been a lot of content up on the site right, recently, uh, for which I can only apologise. Uh, we're going to be um, revamping the site over summer, now that I have all of this free time. Uh, and hopefully it should look nice and pretty and shiny with lots and lots of things on it soon. Yeah. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com for slash jaffmeister if you want to give me money for things that I do. That would be nice. You can also go to... Um, patreon.com forward slash indie haven if you want to give us money so that we can continue to exist yes do it please uh, but can you fart do it can now? you fart do it now I haven't thought about that in a minute that's <laughs> the best it is the best for those of you that don't know there's a, a twitter that tells um, jokes told by children and that is one of them oh well, can you Elodie, Elodie, oh, esteemed editor um, of the podcasts and and host of this one, where can people find you on the internet? Because you deserve to be heard. As you well. can find me on Twitter at Cammy Words, C H M Y Words, and also on Patreon at Cammy Words. Also, C H M Y Words again. Please give me cash money. It's an interesting little song. Uh, yeah, I did the theme song as well, chemicalwordsmith.bankham.com. Um, if you search for L.D. Cunningham on YouTube, uh, you can watch an episode of Gungan Watch that I did on there, and also soon should be able to watch an exciting new video project I've been cooking up, but just I don't know when it's going to come out, because I don't... I've not done that level of editing before, so I don't know how long it's going to take me. So I can't make any promises. Regardless, very excited. Yeah, George, George knows what it is, and mm. that means something. 
<laughs> I'm so tired, I don't even know why. I feel like you've just hit a brick wall of existential nihilism. Yeah. Oh, there's a new episode, there's a new Footnotes episode of My Dad Wrote a Porno with Mara Wilson, who is um the faceless old woman who secretly lives in your home in Nightvale, and was also Matilda in the movie Matilda when she was a small child. Oh, goodness. And on that note, it's time to end the show. Yeah, do you want to give the Nan advice, please, this time? You could owe it to me. I'm so tired. Please give Nan-related advice this time. I'm going to give you advice. Ah, songs. Oh, Then. That that was the advice. Take take from that what you will. I honestly don't give a fuck. I'm so tired. Goodbye. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs> <laughs>